What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatelito Boxing Show. And uh, we had a decent weekend. We had a decent weekend of fights. Uh, two two big cards, as a matter of fact. One that was kind of a surprise card, and the one I'm talking about is the uh, the one with David Morrell. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise card because we knew that Morel was uh, was going to be fighting idols, uh, but then it was it was somewhat stacked with second and third tier uh, level talent, not just up and coming prospects, but uh, but also um, gatekeepers and and recognizable names that we've seen in either main events or co-main events uh, in in the recent past. So. The other, the other event, of course, that I'm talking about was the big mega event between Surdo Ramirez out in, uh, in Abu Dhabi, him against, uh, Dimitri Bebel. And, uh, so I'll be doing an episode on, on that fight, uh, because it deserves its own episode. There was so much that happened there. But this one today, we're going to talk about, um, David Morrell, David Morrell's victory over Idols, uh, Yorbo Sinuli and, um, and he looked good. You guys have heard me in uh, in, in past episodes uh, where I've covered David Morrell. I'm a big fan of his, but I've also called him the uh, the the PBC's version of Lomachenko. Right? This is what PBC set out to do: is to do their own version of uh, of what Top Rank did with Lomachenko to get this highly decorated amateur and push him into a title shot. Uh, quickly, which they were successful in in doing because David Morrell was successful in getting his hands around that WBA uh, regular world title. And uh, and of course, he's a regular world champion for the WBA. The super champion happens to be Canelo Alvarez, who is still the undisputed at 168 and holds all the belts. David Morrell holds a, holds a shot at Canelo with, uh, with an early uh, or a, a young record uh, at that highly decorated amateur uh and now he's uh he's a perfect 8 and 0 uh unblemished young record 8 and 0 with seven knockouts and uh, and he defeats Idosa uh, who was by far the most um the toughest fight the most uh the most experienced fighter that he's uh that he's encountered to date and uh, and definitely the toughest fight of his career uh of his young career Idols came into this fight with a 16-0, 11 knockout record. And, and the Kazakhs are known for giving everybody a hard time. They're come forward, heavy punching, uh, leading with the head, heavy punchers, uh, and, uh, and, and, and are quick to turn from a boxing to a slugger style fight on, on, at the split of a second, right? And that's what Idols was presenting for David Morrell. It started looking like David Morrell was going to be too slick, uh, too quick too uh, witty for for idols uh too smart and and then idols is uh his tough chin continue to get him back into the fight and land big punches on morel including marking morel up quite a bit during the fight and uh and and the heart that not just idols chin but the heart is what what ended up being the story of uh of this fight because Yes, Morel comes away with the knockout victory uh, down the stretch prior to the fight ending. Uh, he drops him twice, and of course, the second time is when the fight is stopped in round 12. Um, and that's the problem, right? We've seen it time and again where we hear that terminology of a fighter being too, too strong for their own good. They have too much heart for their own good, for their own safety, for their own health. 
too much will. And that's what we saw here with Idos. He was not willing to stop. He doesn't know when to when to call it. He has too much pride, um, too much will to take a knee and stop. So he's going to go out on a shield. And that's exactly what he did. And unfortunately, the end result is that uh, Idols was uh, was taken to the hospital immediately after the fight. You saw that after the knockout, it was a it was a beautiful sight and a sad sight as well to see that David Morrell and Tony Weeks, David Morrell, of course, the opposing competitor, helping Idos to his corner after that brutal knockout that he delivered uh, towards the end of the fight. It went all 12 rounds and and the accumulation of damage that Idos suffered. That fight should have been stopped maybe around the eighth round, which is one of the rounds that he took the most damage in, but it, it continued. Too strong, too willful, too courageous for his own good. And, uh, and so David Morrell and Tony Weeks helped Idols to his corner. Then the news come out that he was immediately taken to the hospital, and uh, and he has now been induced in uh, into a medically, uh, or he has been placed uh, under a medically induced coma, and he's been in that condition now for a couple of days. Of course, I'm recording this a couple of days removed from the uh, from the events, and uh, and our prayers go out to to him to his family. Let's push for a speedy recovery. You see um, personalities and boxers from across the boxing world uh, sending their prayers or condolences. Uh, such fighters like Devin Haney, uh, including Canelo Alvarez, who who at one point utilized Idols as a sparring partner. And he sent his prayers as well and his blessings uh, towards, towards Idols. Let's hope that, that this is not one of those tragic moments, a tragic event, and that Idols is able to, to fully recover. Whether he decides to continue his boxing career or not, that's neither here nor there. That's not the argument now. Uh, let's make sure that he gets back uh, into a good state uh, and in a good health standing for his own sake and for his family's sake. Let's hope that this is not another tragic event. And uh, And here it is, the realities of boxing, right? Um, this is one of those things where I'm so quick to criticize uh, judges, and you guys know that I'm a big critic of uh, of judges when when they do a half-ass job uh, in their in their decisions, right? When they when they end up basically just showing up for the paycheck and render a crappy decision, which is a landslide victory, different than what the other judges uh, on the panel saw, or what the spectators witnessed, or what us at home witness where like this is a close fight and then you got one judge giving a half-assed decision of a 118-109 or a landslide victory for whatever the favorite fighter happens to be that night that's the stuff that makes me sick that's the stuff that I'm quick to critique and you guys know from my catalog you could you could go back and and research any of the questionable decisions uh, that you could think of and see if I put an episode out on it and you'll know that I'll be you could check that uh, and, and pretty much guarantee that I commented something regarding the judging uh, in in those episodes because it's sickening that to a judge is just a paycheck they render a half-assed decision uh, and and meanwhile these fighters are sacrificing leading into the fight they already come a come into the fight um not at a hundred percent. You gotta realize that. In case it never it never dinged on you, you gotta you gotta realize that these fighters, the damage they take in sparring, 
the amount of wear and tear that they that they incur during the training camp during the weight cut the diets just to be able to make weight and then they start rehydrating they're not 100% going into these fights some fighters are very close to 100% but every single one of these fighters put their life on the lines a lot of them get into uh such health crisis during the weight cut itself that that it ends up affecting them mentally uh physically internally for years let alone the damage that they incur during the fight this is just to make weight and get themselves into the ring let alone the damage that they incurred during the fight and this is what happened here uh the idols ends up taking too much damage too willful too courageous for his own good for his own health and and the corner failing to recognize this and failing to throw the towel um sooner in the fight which could have potentially been the difference maker here for for idols on the other side of things david morell looked great he continues to improve he continues to to look good and his competition level continues to improve as well and uh and so now david morell begins to create to create and to generate um some talk because he does have punching power he has obviously very good boxing pedigree but in past fights i would have considered him the weakest of the of the opponents uh because because of his young career professionally that is very experienced amateur professionally very young resume very young career with limited opposition to date this is the toughest test that he's had to date and this would have been a tough test for any of the top contenders whether it was David Benavides or Caleb Plant um you name it this is this is a tough test and David Morel passed with flying colors who would you like to see David Morel fight now i mean of course the immediate thoughts are hey well He's got a shot with the WBA title. He needs to go right after Canelo. Canelo will be coming off a, a surgery. Uh so that would be a great bounce back fight and for Canelo to go ahead and unify the WBA version of the title. Blah blah blah. David Benavides, Caleb Plant was the biggest news last week leading into the weekend that they have agreed and signed to their fight that w- that should take place January or February. So David Morel would be in line for the winner. Uh it, however it plays out In my opinion, I think David Morell should go after Lerone Richards, who happens to be a minority belt holder, uh, and he's the IBO champion. This is one of the sanctioning bodies that you you tend to see that title out there a lot with Anthony Joshua and Usyk. That title transferred hands from Joshua to Usyk. You see the IBO heavily um, rewarded uh and, and awarded in the in the women's boxing side but a lot of european a lot of south american a lot of uh uh fighters around the world recognizes IBO as their big shot to get into the into a big fight Lerone Richards happens to be the IBO champ at 168 he's a good fighter uh i would like to see Lerone Richards against David Morell that would be a great fight and uh, and if david morell passes that test that's a that's a heavy-handed puncher in lerone richards versus a very good slick 
high pedigree boxer like David Morrell. He continues to improve. That's the fight that I'm calling for. David Morrell, Lerone Richards. So we'll continue to see how David Morrell's career pans out. I'm excited to see it, and uh, and I'm a big fan. I'm glad that he took on this test and he passed with flying colors. Let's continue to pray for idols uh, for a full recovery and a, and, and a, a full healthy recovery. Uh, from there, let's talk about the uh, the undercard because this is what I was mentioning. Notable names, some that have been in main events, such as Jason Rosario. We remember Jason Rosario in his fight against Jamel Charlo. Jason Rosario suffers a knockout loss to Brian Mendoza. Brian Mendoza, of course, uh, has a loss to uh, to up-and-coming prospect Jesus El Mono Ramos from uh, Casa Grande, Arizona. And Brian Mendoza delivered a nasty uppercut, drops him in the second, drops him in the fifth, ends the fight. Jason Rosario suffers a knockout loss. Uh, and I had no idea that he was going to be on this undercard because I just focused on David Morrell. So it was a pretty good fight and it was a really good showing by both of them. And Brian Mendoza now moves up into a notable opposition or, or becomes notable opposition for, for any of the 154 pounders. The other fight that caught my attention that was on here, uh, J-Rock was back in action. Julian Williams, he ends up winning a unanimous decision against Rolando uh, Mancilla. And then Anthony Durrell, we just saw Anthony Durrell uh, suffer a knockout loss in that high-profile fight, co-main event on the undercard of Wilder um, here a couple weeks ago. And he fought Caleb Plant. Anthony Durrell suffered a knockout loss. Nasty knockout that he suffered at, at the hands of Caleb Plant. Andre Durrell, his brother, uh, was active in this card. And he came out victorious. He stops Unieski Gonzalez. Uh, and Unieski Gonzalez, if that name rings a bell to you, is because Unieski Gonzalez uh, fought Surdo Ramirez in his very last fight, in his previous fight. And he suffered a loss to Surdo Ramirez in... Um, in this past December, just a, just a little bit under a, a year ago. So Unieski Gonzalez was stopped in round 10 by Surdo Ramirez. And here he is stopped by Andre Durrell, uh, also in, in round 10. Back-to-back -back losses. Unieski Gonzalez has fought, has fought really good opposition throughout his career. He has losses to Jean Pascal. He has losses to, uh, Alexander Govzdik, uh, uh, Shebransky is another, another, uh, notable name that, that beat him by majority decision. Uh, and now back to back losses to Surdo Ramirez and to Andre Durrell, who gets himself back in the mix. Of course, Andre Durrell, we'll see how far he could take this resurgence back. Uh, if he could get himself back into title contention, him and his brother are both from the old class of, uh, of these divisions, uh, dating back to the 2000s. Dating back to the 2000s, I believe they both turned pro around 2004, 2005. So they've been around for a long time. A lot of long layoffs there between and during their careers, uh, injuries that they've suffered. But here they are. They're both still active. Anthony Durrell just suffered a nasty knockout loss to Caleb Plant. Andre Durrell beat a very good Unieski Gonzalez, who's a tough test for anybody. He was a tough test for Surdo, tough test for himself here for Andre. But Andre Durrell passed it with flying colors, wins by TKO, and he's back in the mix. So that's the news from, from, uh, the armory out in, uh, in Minnesota and, uh, on David Morrell.
Osvari David Morel, he's victorious once again, 8-0, 7 knockouts. And the sad news, of course, that being idols, let's continue to pray for him. I'll mention that one last time. And uh, and let's see how uh, David Morel's career pans out. I'm a big fan of his, and uh, and I'll continue to keep an eye out uh, for for him and his career and the moves that he's that he's going to be making. Uh, Osvari looks good. He looks good. He looked really good, really fluid, uh, really accurate, and uh, and did his job. So the Cuban, uh, the Cuban sensation, David Morrell, successful, improves to eight and zero, seven knockouts, and retains his WBA version of the one sixty eight pound title. I leave you guys with that. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for all the love and support, for the continued love and support, and uh, and I'll catch you guys here on uh, on another episode. Take care of yourselves. Have a good night.